Mysterium Tremendum, perhaps the coolest phrase in Christian theology. Mysterium Tremendum. It beckons images of medieval cathedrals and divinity school lecture halls and Harry Potter. Mysterium Tremendum, coined by Rudolf Otto, a philosopher and theologian who claimed Mysterium Tremendum is the experience that underlines all religion. So let's break it down. Mysterium Tremendum, Latin. Mysterium meaning holy other, something entirely different from anything we experience in ordinary life. It evokes a reaction of stillness, silence, stupor. And Otto says this experience is almost always paired with tremendum, terror, as it provokes awe. Because this experience, not like anything else, presents as an overwhelming power. Now, this is not just any old terror, the kind that leaves one quaking or running, but it's an attractive, seductive, moth-to-a-flame type of terror. It's a type of terror that makes you look and get closer, filled with awe and wonder. Mysterium Tremendum, simply translated, a fearful and fascinating mystery. God's whirling the planets into orbit. Noah and his ark, the prophets and their visions. Jericho's walls crashing down, Mary and the angel, the miracles of Jesus. All mysterium tremendum, fearful and fascinating experiences of God. But perhaps no other biblical story meets Otto's definition the most than that of Moses and the burning bush. Our scripture today picks up mid-story, in the wilderness, before we learn that Moses has grown up in the royal household, but somehow knows his ethnic heritage. One day, now grown into a young man, he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew slave, one of his own people. He intercedes, and in the struggle, Moses kills the Egyptian. Moses, now branded as a murderer, flees. He's a fugitive on the run, and so he goes far away and ends up in the hills, far from the life he knew. He meets and marries his wife and goes to work for his father-in-law as a shepherd. The Hebrews continue in bondage in Egypt, suffering, crying out to God for deliverance. Moses, meanwhile, is tending to business, building a new life and family and future. Until that day, a day like all other days, Moses is watching the sheep when in the distance he sees a bush on fire. 
Now this is the desert, and it was not uncommon for the hot sun to beat down on trees and brush with such intensity that it sparks and flames. But this burning bush smolders with a radiance he has never seen before. There is no smoke, no ash, and nothing is consumed. It is a fearful and fascinating mystery. And as he takes a closer look, Moses hears the voice, remove your shoes. It is perhaps the most iconic moment of the story. God tells Moses, really God commands Moses, to remove the sandals from his feet, for the place on which he is standing is holy. Down through the ages, theologians and scholars have debated the meaning of this command. One scholar suggests that the problem was with the sandals themselves. Sandals, being fashioned from animal skins, were considered impure. Another suggests that taking off one's shoes was a sign of respect. Sandals were dirty, dusty, and would have been removed before entering a home or a place of prominence. But the ancient rabbis noticed something very interesting about the language in this verse. What they noticed was the Hebrew word for sandals has another meaning, lock, as in lock and key, as in fastened, chained. And the word for your feet whispers of another word, habit, or pattern. So perhaps it isn't about footwear at all. For with these insights, the rabbis reread God's instruction to Moses as follows. Remove your locks from your habits. Moses is being told that in order to understand what God is truly doing in the world and what Moses' role will be in that world, one must remove the locks or constraints in our lives, those locks fastened by habits or societal norms. God approaches Moses, who is burdened by his mortal hang-ups, his aimlessness, his shame, his guilt, and God commands him to set it all aside, remove it, release it. In other words, God says to Moses, Moses, do you really want to be free? To be free of the fire that is burning unconsumed within you? Do you want to finally be able to turn back to the one whom you are destined to be? Do you want to stop hiding in the wilderness? then take off the locks from your habits. Stop doing the same thing over and over again. Stop obsessing over the same thoughts. Stop holding on to shame and guilt. Unlock yourself. And it is only then, only when Moses removes his sandals, rids himself of that barrier, 
does he enter into that ultimate mysterium tremendum, relationship with God? And isn't that just like God? To invert our human expectations, to give us God's justice, not human's justice, forgiveness and freedom, not revenge and retribution. God could have told Moses, do this work, make this act of contrition, and you will be free. But that's not what happens. God invites Moses, commands Moses, to unlock his bad habits, his past, his hang-ups, and to free himself so that he is more present to God, unburdened by that which has held him back and causes him to stumble. And with that freedom, with that grace, Moses is ready to get to work. Isn't that the God we need right now? I don't need to tell you, good Christians, that we have a lot of work to do in the coming months and years. We have challenges that are of biblical proportion, systemic oppression, a climate in grave danger, a political crisis ripping the nation apart, a pandemic that is revealing the honest truth about our world. We have a lot of work to do, church, and I know you. I've heard from you. Your hearts are heavy right now, worrisome, filled with fear of the future, burdened with hopelessness, anger, shame, guilt. Heavy hearts and minds that feel so overwhelmed by the doom and gloom of our present day that you are unable at times to summon the courage to start this work. And I also know you don't want to feel this way. I don't want you to feel this way either. And neither does God. Moses was not seeking God that day. He was going about his business. It was God that sought Moses and invited him to unlock, unburden. And it is God who seeks us and invites us to do the same. God knows the challenges we face and the hardships ahead of us, and God knows the burdens we carry. So God invites us, commands us, to lay down those things that are holding us back, causing us to stumble, keeping us from getting started on this hard but important work. People of God, do you really want to be free? To be free of the fire that is burning unconsumed within you? Do you want to stop hiding, burdened in the wilderness? Then shed your sandals, unlock yourself. Because the God who causes the planets to whirl, the prophets to speak, and the bush to burn, that God is seeking you and inviting you into a deeper, freer life. And that is a fearful and fascinating mystery.
a mysterium tremendum indeed. Amen.